then we can go live live so now we are live on oh that's the wrong <laughs> we are not live Jesus. live there we go now we are live live <laughs> now we are live live on, on twitch um so yeah when 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 the, i mean i guess this is where we usually talk stupid stuff that ends up in front of the show I think we've already said enough stupid stuff before we got the show rolling, so <laughs> unintentionally stupid things. So let's just jump right into the main show, yeah? Okay, let's do it. All right. Everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Nerds Maybe More. My name is Michael, and with me, as always, is Marty. Marty, how are you doing today? I am doing pretty well. It's Saturday evening. It's podcast time. I'm ready. Yeah, it's um, it's a big day for us because apparently, um, <laughs> we are actually doing the show live for the first time over on Twitch. Um, twitch.tv slash sleepless in cph if ever you want to tune in um this may become a regular thing i don't know i didn't even know it was going to be a thing today it's not like i'm co-host of the show or anything i just kind of go with the flow (laughs) i i I asked you to get online like 15 minutes early so we could quickly you know test stuff and we have tested it and it works so why not just do it now Uh, that was exactly the message that i got was hey can you jump on 15 minutes early to (laughs) test stuff Mm -hmm. i thought it was going to be about DD for tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) but it wasn't um anyway welcome to the show everybody this is a podcast where we talk about all things nerdy mostly video games but we also talk tv anime movies all of that good stuff and i guess i will go ahead and start off because i spoke about this i think last week or the week before where i had kind of mentioned that i think that you would really enjoy this show um and mm-hmm. i started re-watching it because the final season is already live and i have not been caught up and it's been a while since I watched a show. So I started rewatching Attack on Titan and uh-huh. I had forgotten how wonderfully done the animation is. Um, it's truly like the, the visual style of it is just very, very crisp and clean and it's brutal, visceral. Like the show is amazing, even including like just episode one, just it automatically draws you in. And just gets mm. you hyped about whatever's coming next. And for you and everyone out there that has not watched it, or maybe you even want to go back down and watch it again, um, Attack on Titan, watch it. Watch it now. Watch it again. Watch it for the first time. Enjoy it with family. Don't show your kids. Um, don't show those who are squeamish. It's an awesome show. Yeah, I mean, it, it is on my to-watch list, and it's been for a while. I really want to. I really want to watch it. Mm-hmm. So um, you maybe I should do that soon. Now that you're talking about it, <laughs> yes, um... really, really enjoying it. Um, so, yeah. well, I don't know if I'll be enjoying it because I haven't watched it yet. But you know, I, I think I will. A preemptive enjoyment. It. I like I'm enjoying that. it so much. It's so yes. good, guys. <laughs> the anticipation is palpable. Um, I would like to say because I mentioned it last week, um, I am a dirty, dirty liar um, because. I made absolutely no attempt to watch 
Falcon and the Winter Soldier at all. Uh, <laughs> I even t- I watched it right before the show because this week, we, for some reason, we didn't watch it yesterday. So I was like, oh no, I need to need to quickly watch it. Uh, so I stressed about needing to to get cooking done so we could eat in in you know good time so I could actually watch this episode before the show. And now you're telling me you haven't watched it? Well, it wasn't on the show notes, so I figured there wasn't a rush. Um, but at the same time... I never I, make the final show notes like until, <laughs> you know, five minutes before we start. That's not true, because this time you were actually ahead of it. I checked it this morning. Yeah, I forgot about that show, so I didn't put <laughs> it on. Um, but yeah, I had thought about watching it this morning. Mm. I was in the shower, and I was like, Ugh, I have like an hour and a half before the podcast. I think I could fit both episodes in. And then I loaded up World of Warcraft and was like, you know what? I'm just gonna gonna hang out here instead. Jeez. So, but you watched the second episode, right? The last week's episode. This one is the third episode. Let's go with the let's go with a hard no. You haven't. Oh, I told geez. you I made no attempt. I made no attempt at all to watch it. I don't know. Every time I, and, every and time we, I think about going to it, day of all days to go live, and you haven't watched anything of, of the stuff that we agreed <laughs> to watch it. And then, yeah, what what is this? I admit that I lied. It's just like every time I think about watching it, I'm just like, okay, what am I looking forward to here? And then that's where the conversation ends because I don't really know what I'm looking for in the show. Um, I'll I'll get to it eventually. Eventually. That's it. That's all I got there. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, big surprise. I've played some Valheim. Have you now? Yes, I have. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we took down the third boss. One, two, three. Yes. Was it? Yeah. Third, Who's the third four. boss? Was, was that the Bone Mass one? Yeah. Or is that... Oh, okay, okay. Wasn't it? I don't yeah, know. it was. Yes, it was. Yes, <laughs> I yes, was it just is. making yeah. sure. I was like, I could remember the second boss for a second, but that's the elder. So yeah, uh, third boss taken down, um, and now we are looking. We, we got into the new area, area which is the mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't really go in there unless you, you, you'll take frost damage if you go into that area. So we made some frost resistance potions, um, so we don't take frost damage. Uh, we got in there with our new fancy little wishbone uh, and we found um, silver. Nice. So we started mining silver. Now we have a, a fancy silver outfit. Um, not just silver. It's also made out of, what's it called? Fur from, from, from wolves. We killed okay. some wolves, got their fur. And now we, we are nice and warm and cozy in our gear and we don't need to use frost-resistant potions anymore to go into the mountains. So that's where we're at right now. We have found the location of the fourth and, and second to last boss. Um, so we just, we're just farming that silver at the moment to, to, you know, uh, craft that gear so we can move into the next next boss nice i was gonna ask if like when you mentioned the potion i was gonna be like oh does it unlock suddenly now you have like the ability to find materials to make better clothing so that you can withstand that cold um because i know uh breath of the wild the zelda game they did that where depending on where you were in the game uh it might be too hot or it might be too cold and you get certain tunics and clothing Mm. to make sure that you could actually exist there and that's actually existed for a long time um that concept in games. I think the first one that I played that actually had that was uh, Super Metroid. 
if you, I don't know, uh, you didn't play any Super Metroid, right? No. No, in that game there was um, there was like a lava area, and the moment that you went through the door, you would start taking ticking damage because it was too hot for your current suit, and mm-hmm. it was to teach you like, hey, you can't come here yet. You need to get a power up to your suit, but it was just I remember it being really cool that it was available there. Like, hey, you could go further on if you wanted, but mm. you just wouldn't survive long enough. It's kind of like a, like that idea of an open world game that is not a hundred percent really open um, mm. right away. I, I like that kind of stuff where like the world is open, but if you go down the wrong path, you're gonna have a really, really hard time. If you want run into the Western Plague Lands before you're ready, you will be <laughs> killed on sight by bears and spiders. Um, yep. No, yeah, those type I, of games. I think I've wandered somewhere near there at one point. Um, <laughs> in Classic WoW, actually. Yep. Um, and I was like, what am I doing? How did I get over here? Oh, mm-hmm. I'm dead. Yep. A the, giant the, plague the, bear. The, the bear just w- looked at me and I died. What happened? <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah. Um, I have also... I will have to admit that I, you know we talked a lot about how many hours I sung into this game, and I have to admit that I'm slowly getting to a place where I'm like, yeah, I've spent those hours. That's not super much new now. We we killed the boss. We're doing the next grind to kill the next boss, and which is most likely going to you know unlock the next grind again, so we can mm-hmm. kill the last boss. So slowly getting there. Not too much new um, new recipes and stuff like that. Um, when when you when we killed the new boss, that was not nothing too too much new. So I was kind of disappointed actually that it didn't unlock more stuff mm-hmm. than than what we actually got, got. So I hope that it's something that they they would look at, you know, for for the final release that you at least get some some good uh, good new stuff each boss that you kill. Because yeah, a little bit disappointed, have to admit. So what's um. What's the goal here? Is the goal just to get through the bosses and then that's it? Or do you guys have any like post-game, uh, post-boss plans? It's a good question, really. I mean... <laughs> Tom is in the chat saying that we should stop recording this podcast so I can get back to grinding stone for him. <laughs> um, it's a good question. I actually think that for me right now, I want I want to... Well, there's like, there's like two things going on. One thing is that to, actually together with Tom, we're building like a cute, uh, very cool area, um, like a portal area. I want to mm-hmm. at least I want to finish that up, uh, and then I want to I want to kill the bosses. I, I, that's that's you know that's the, the current content. Um, portals and bosses. Portals and bosses. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, uh, something that we both kind of dove into together. We have been trying to get this to work for like a week or so, and yeah. we weren't able to do it. Um, no. But we finally figured out a way to get it going, and it was through GOG. You actually rebought the game on GOG. I bought it once again, yeah. Uh, but we've been playing Divinity Original Sin 2. Uh, I don't know about you, but holy crap, Like I am so invested into this game. Um, I started a single-player game, too, because this week I was off of work because it was spring break at the school that I work at which mm-hmm. meant that we were actually able to play together. But as you mentioned about possibly playing another game together, we will probably never get to play a game together again until I'm on another vacation because our <laughs> schedules just don't match up. We have the podcast on Saturdays, and then I go and do errands after that, so we can't really play on Saturdays, and then Sundays is D&D. So 
that's a whole fiasco, but we got to play quite a bit of Divinity Original Sin 2 together. I mean, we do get to play D&D together, you have to remember that. <laughs> yes, and Divinity is kind of, uh, it's D&D, just in virtual hmm. format, and um, what are you thinking of the game, at least so far? Because I think that you had mentioned this is, uh, the point that we got to is the farthest that you've gotten to previously, and that's the same for me. Yeah, I think you have the starting area, um, which I got through on my solo play years, years back or whenever it was. Um, but no, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. it. It's fun to actually not be the DM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It is a little bit, um, a few things you need to get used to when, when you are playing it together with someone else. Like, you know, oh my, all my spells does some kind of AoE fire damage. So watch out if your friendlies are in line of sight of that. Um, and oh, I just ran in here and, and triggered something. So now an event is going on and, and yeah, you know, the, the story continues. <laughs> um, so there's definitely a few things like that where it's a little bit weird. And also, if I don't pay attention to what you're doing, then you can be talking to an NPC. I mean, you can listen in on the conversations. Um, but. If I'm not aware that you're talking to someone, then I won't be able to listen in. So, mm-hmm. that, like, small things like that, but overall, really, really enjoying it. And to be honest, this just makes me look uh, uh, look even more forward to Belt's Gate. Um, yeah, I actually really like those little aspects of one... Well, I don't like... I, I completely understand it, and I'm in support of it. But I don't like the friendly fire, because literally everything Marty did... I was getting hurt, and I there were times where I was not getting turns. I was just dying in the first round because I felt like I was battling Marty and the enemy. Um, and then I get the, oh, you're dead. Yes, I'm dead, because <laughs> you hit me with a fire spell. Then the enemy hit me with a fire spell. I'm just sitting there burning in poison, and you're setting explosive poison bombs off in the background that I don't know what's going on. But I really do like the aspect of talking to somebody without the other person really knowing. Yeah. Um, because to me, that's like a D&D thing, but it adds even more than the D&D element because I can have a conversation in D&D, but everyone else is still listening. Mm-hmm. So it's very hard when you hear... What is going on with somebody, even if your character is not there? I think it's really hard for people to separate what they've heard, um, even if they weren't physically there in in character. Sometimes they forget that. And they're like, why haven't you told us about this? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you weren't there. Um, it's my choice. Uh, but this game does it where I think there were a few times where I would talk to somebody and I would be like oh hey like we need to do this and this and then you'd be like oh yeah I already found that out and I'm like well would have been nice of you to share that information <laughs> but I guess you decided not to um, but I, I really like that and I do want to say that the opening area Fort Joy hmm. has so much going on in that one little area that it is ridiculous and the reason why i say that is because the previous time that i had started the game and did it solo i escaped fort joy in one way mm. we did it a completely different way mm-hmm. i don't even know what uh it we felt, did some it felt like we were cheesing it a little bit to me it, be- it be- did be- because we, we just teleported up snuck by 
uh, <laughs> didn't didn't realize that we could actually just go past some uh, sneak past some people. I found out by mistake that we could just sneak by by the people, and then we were in the next uh, zone and had it unlocked. And I was like, "Hey, well, what happened here? It, it felt a little bit like we, we cheesed it a little bit, but but yeah, there's so many ways through the first area. It, it's ridiculous." Yeah, even even in my current solo playthrough, I did it a completely different way as well. Mm. And the way that I did it in my solo playthrough um, actually had a character that helped me escape. And then when we were playing together and we escaped, we saw that character at the refuge while previously I had seen him at Fort Joy. And mm. I was like, oh, that's really cool because we didn't see him in the other in our playthrough. So I thought it was really cool the way that these things go. Yeah. Oh, so he's still, yeah, because obviously he's doing his own thing in the world, so he escaped. Yeah, I, I do okay. really like that. I, I don't really feel like we cheesed it because of this, because we went through like a bunch of different ways, right? Like we were trying to figure out what to do. Mm. And then I saw something in my head. I was like, I wonder if we can do this. And just the fact that we were able to do that, it really was, I enjoyed it so much because I was like, that is kind of like, like a real D and D thing. It's hmm. like you you see something or you think of a way and then you attempt it and it could work or it could not work. And in this case, it just happened to work out. I thought it was really cool. And one of your characters completely sidetracked that and went her own way. And I was like, that's, that's really cool that we're just able to do these things. Hmm. Yeah, it, it's definitely it's definitely an interesting game. Uh, and, I, and I hope that we can find just somewhat of a like, maybe just can we do an hour after the show on, on, on the Saturdays or something like that, an hour before the just something. It would mm -hmm. be nice to just get a, just a little bit of progress here and there as yeah. often as possible. Um, we'll have to talk about that and see where where the schedules align and things yeah. along that nature. Yeah. Other than that, um, I'm loving divinity original sin i've put so many hours into it this week between our playthrough and then my own playthrough and all of it has been in the same freaking area mm. like literally the same it's been fort joy and i've literally spent over 10 hours in fort joy um between like our playthrough and my individual playthrough so if you've never played divinity original sin 2 maybe you're interested in D D and you don't have a group to play with or something like that go check this game out if you haven't already I I can only agree. Alright. I'll let is, you take the wheel it, here. Is it me? Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I tried out... I bought a new game called Outriders. Uh, it's it on actually, my wish list. It's on your wish list? Did you know anything about this game before it released? Because I, I, I'd never heard about it until yesterday. Um, not before the demo. Um, mm. I actually saw a bit of the demo and it looked really cool. Like, I... I loved the the idea of it and what it was, and uh, this this game it seems like it falls somewhere in like the um, what is it the Destiny the Division mm -hmm. uh, looter shooter genre yep. type deal. It falls somewhere in there, uh, but all I did was watch a little bit of it. I didn't watch too much, but it, it intrigued me what I saw. Yeah, I saw a trailer for it yesterday on Steam, and it, it, the trailer was like, oh, this uh, looks like such a cool world, let's check it out. And I, I watched a, a quick review of it, um, where, you know, the reviewer wasn't, he wasn't, like, super positive about it, but he was positive about it. Mm -hmm. um, and 
but to, and he said like if you like you know the the looter shooters like the division combine and combine and then you combine that with with uh, uh, what's it called Des- destiny mm-hmm. um, then you then 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 you would probably love this and it just looked really interesting to me something that would be totally down my alley um, so I bought the game um, and then I just couldn't couldn't I couldn't play it. I, t- mm. I tried multiple times yesterday, and it just said it couldn't connect. Um, so I did, did some digging, and as it turned out, they had some server issues. Um, so eventually, it finally came out back online at midnight last night. Um, so I was like, oh, I can't go to bed now. I, I need to check it out. So I mm-hmm. jumped into it, played through the, the the introduction thing, which roughly took me like 40 minutes, I would say, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, has a lot of cutscenes on the way and um, and obviously also tutorial parts where you get to shoot and learn how to run and, you know, all, all the classics. Um, and I really, really enjoyed it. I have to say that it didn't it didn't feel like a polished triple A. Um, when when you're mo- moving around, it didn't it doesn't always seem as you know fluent or realistic mm-hmm. as it does in, for instance, um, uh, the division. For instance, it, it doesn't just running around, just going side by side like this. And obviously, if you're listening to it, you can't see it. Um, <laughs> just that motion didn't doesn't feel good in this game. Um, mm-hmm. it, it feels a little bit uh, like the you know clunky in that that aspect but shooting super super fun uh everything i mean everything about the game seems super super fun um the one thing though is a lot of the cutscenes action cutscenes are like those bad action movies where the cameraman is have uh, you know having a stroke <laughs> while he is filming and uh, it's so shaky and um uh, that, that's like a, a big complaint that i have Anyway, then what happened was that I went to bed, obviously, because it was late. Uh, got up this uh, morning and I'm like, I, I want to play this game more because it seems really fun and interesting. Server issues again. Mm. Couldn't log in. Um, so I was like, you know what? You guys want me. You, you guys want me to, one, pay AAA price for this game. Two... Uh, every solo play you need to be able to to be you need to connect to a server online to be able to to play it you guys chose these two things and you're not delivering on you know the server issues i mean if if you want me to pay that much money i expect the servers to be up from day one Uh, i know some people have been saying that you know oh is this your first time this is always serve always server issues on launch and i'm like might be but you know this is not a you know the 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 publisher is not a small publisher it's not like a you know small companies these these companies and they do it they they do want me to pay you know Mm triple a money for this so i was like you know what screw this i'll get i'll get it refunded and i'm very like you know it's 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 hurting me a little bit that I had to refund it because it seems really fun and interesting. But I also just, you know what? If you can't have at least that those things, you know, ready for me to play, then I will get come. I will come back to it later, mm-hmm. most likely when it's on sale and I don't have to pay full price for it. Yeah, I was. <clears throat> excuse me. Jeez. Um, maybe I should drink some of that water that you have. Um, <laughs> I was. I'm. I'm still interested in the game. Um, mm. I want to play oh, it myself, too. but I was looking at reviews, and I know that you are not alone in not being able to connect and all that. I know it was a huge issue for people trying to play it day one, and I'm not a 
I'm not a fan of the whole well, this is how it is day one for games type deal. Because mm. it's like, if this is how, if this is the norm, then you would think that they would properly be able to prepare for this type of situation by now. And that goes for all the companies that do this type of thing. Um, like Blizzard, people always say like, oh, well, you know, launch day, there's going to be, it's going to be difficult to play. And at some point it's just, well, why do we kill, still give them a pass? And I think that the refund is the right idea. It's almost like me with Cyberpunk. Like I've not bought Cyberpunk yet, but I'm I still plan on buying Cyberpunk oh, at some point. Same, same here. Um, I just didn't want to pay for the product that they had put out at that time. But I do think that there's a pretty good game there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually watching. It was either a Bellular video or a Riker video where they were actually talking about um, that Cyberpunk. What they're doing there is great for the person that is long-term, that can wait, is a little bit patient to get the game, but it's not quite friendly to those that want to get the new new right away. Mm. And I was like, well, that works for me. I get why people are upset. I am not a fan of companies getting a pass when it comes to their games being super buggy, Bethesda, I'm looking at you. I have a, I have a, <laughs> a long-standing um, hatred towards towards Bethesda and that concept of like people are being required to fix your game for you and yet you get all the praise for it uh, I'm not a huge Tom, fan of all that Tom from 3X Live says Cyberpunk released in early access let's be honest and mm-hmm. I think it did yeah it totally did the you early access was probably a better uh, label for it <laughs> yeah. and, and I don't usually I don't get games or usually play games in early access um, I just I'm not I'm not a fan of the idea of early access because a lot of the times it doesn't really give you any indication of when the game is actually planning on coming out. And I just feel like I play an incomplete game and then by the time it actually makes it to the live portion of it, I'm just already, I've played it. Like why why do I want to go back to the beginning and redo everything that I already did? Because Baldur's Gate actually went into early access a while back. Mm-hmm. And I did not touch it. I did not look at it because I just want to play the product as it's intended, not the uh, what's it called, not the the unfinished version of like, hey, help us with this. I get that it's a thing. Why? But I wish that it was like internal testing still, rather mm-hmm. than hey, our thing is out here, and you're like, wait, is this game already out? It's like, oh wait, no, it's in early access. And then I have to research. What's it missing? What is this early access actually presenting? Is it just chapter one? Is it A, B, or C? I don't like doing that. I They used to pay people to be video game testers. Now you pay them to be a video game tester. It's a weird concept for me. And I'm, I'm not 100% behind it. I get why people do it to a certain extent. But I'm not a part of that camp. Um, I think I've gotten a couple games on early access, and like I said, I completely forgot about one of them. And I was like, wait, did this ever even really come out? Because I mm. never got like a notification or anything that said, hey, this game that you have in early access, it's now fully released. Enjoy it as it's intended now. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really understand your arguments. Um to be, to be honest, I don't really think I've played too many early access games. I, I do feel like I tend to want the full product as well. But, I mean, 
I cannot say that and then not mention that, you know, I play Valheim. Um, I've been playing it a lot, and that's early access. So, and but I mean, Valheim is just, it feels like almost a finished product already. So I, I don't know what else, obviously I don't know what they want to add to the game and what they feel like it's still lacking, but... Um, but yeah, but as Tom also says in chat, early access when done right is fantastic. Being able to support devs, although also um, being able to support devs, also they can get feedback without hiring game testers. Um, so I mean, sure, if, if you're a smaller company, I think this if this is you know a good way to go. Um, but obviously, it can also be you know misused by larger companies. And and it is. Um... And we, I've seen plenty of stories that have happened where, like, games go in early access and they have, like, these giant roadmaps and they meet their financial goals or whatever. And then for mismanagement purposes, because um, sometimes these companies or these individuals that are creating games or small groups of people, they have no idea what to do when they get such a large influx or they start, maybe they hire too many people that they're not quite prepared for. They don't have that experience with managing larger teams. And then mm. the game just like, it takes a huge hit. And it was like this promising product that so many people got behind. And then it just becomes a shit show of unfulfilled promises due to mismanagement and things like that. Um, it's it's these and, little and, and, things. And then that they sell just... out to Epic. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not as against the whole epic thing that everyone else is um i get why people are upset about exclusivity things like that and i think that epic is actually changing their status on that where they're actually getting um more things in-house that are like they're helping start these people rather than getting games that are already uh already said like hey we're gonna be on steam instead they're getting games that have not already said it that are, they're getting it to their platform maybe it's too late this this when you just mention epic it's i just got a bad taste in my mouth already um they how they have handled everything so far is just it's just pissing me off has been pissing me off and that still <laughs> sits with me so you know i i will not be installing that launch launcher anytime soon I have it installed um, because it was one. I think the only way that you could play Tony Hawk Pro Skater, um, the remake. But here's the thing for me is that I am a product of console generation games. Okay, I've had to pay hundreds of dollars to just play one game on a specific console. And that still exists today. If you're a PlayStation user and you only have PlayStation, then you're missing out on some of the Xbox and Nintendo exclusives and vice versa for all those other systems. Hmm. For me, the way I look at it is that all I have to do is download a free launcher and pick the game up there. Not a huge deal for me. I get oh, why it might oh, be a huge deal for I, other people. I, it's not the launcher. Don't, don't, it's not that I have to... I have so many launchers installed. Jesus. <laughs> um, it's not because of the launcher. I don't really care too much about that. If, people, if if companies want to make their own launcher, fine, whatever. They can do that. Um, no, it's more like how they, they handle all the... You know, how they just came out of, of you know when they launched and they just picked up all these uh, you know exclusivity deals and it's more that aspect of it and then I, I just don't like the I don't know even know remember his name anymore the, the CEO mm. uh, of Epic every time he says something I'm just like oh, oh my god why are you even <laughs> opening your mouth it's so freaking dumb what you're saying um, and it, it's that it's that whole aspect of it um, 
uh, that that I, I have something against. So it, it's not so much that it's another launcher. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I can understand some people are tired of having multiple launches and stuff like that, but I'm not bothered by it. Okay, um, let's get let's get off the the negative train for a bit here. <laughs> Let's do uh, <laughs> Tim Sweeney, uh, but, that's yeah. the name. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> uh, I played another game. It is a an older game by all accounts. Um, this game is Final Fantasy X-2. Um, at the time, Final Fantasy had never so really done... No, um, I'm about to explain that. Don't worry. <laughs> at the time, Final Fantasy had never really done... Um, continuations of like a main game. Mm. Um, I think Final Fantasy VII eventually had like a bunch of little spin-off things, but there was never like Final Fantasy VII Part Two. It was all spin-off things. But Final Fantasy X, when it came out on the original PlayStation Two, it was um, a pretty big deal because it was the first Final Fantasy game that had like all voice acted stuff, um, for better or worse. There was voice acting all throughout. Uh, I was young when I played it, and this is still to this day probably one of my favorite Final Fantasy games of all time. I love it. It's cringy in certain areas, and it still fits perfectly fine with me. And Final Fantasy X-2 was a continuation of that story. But people were confused, because they didn't know what was going on. They're like, wait a minute. Is have we we've been calling it Final Fantasy X because it's the Roman numeral X, um, but now there's a two after it. it. Is it Final Fantasy X two? And we've just been pronouncing it wrong. But no, it's Final Fantasy X, and then there's a dash two. Um, this game picks up a little bit after where the first game ends, and you follow the main uh, protagonist. I don't want to give too much away because those who haven't played Final Fantasy X. Um, it would kind of be spoilers, even the intro bits of the story, because it does tell you right away. Um, but what this game does is that it switches up the combat from 10, it adds a new element to it, and actually, it's all your main party are all female characters, and they're all pretty cool. They do their thing. There's like, um, there's a combat system called the Dress Spheres, where what they do is the way that you change classes, like black mage, white mage. Um, uh, gunslinger and things like that is they have like different uh, dressing styles so they switch into a different outfit and then all of a sudden they're like a different class and it has like a pretty cool animation you have to learn how to balance it you level up the different spheres so that you get different abilities in each respective uh, those will be your classes and I think it's a really cool concept of the way to do things it's real time battles in the sense of your your gauge is constantly moving and that's when you get to take your turn and the enemies are constantly moving as well. So you need to be on your toes. I think you could change that, but I haven't really messed with it too much. Um, I gave this game a pass back in the day because of that battle system. I just wasn't into that real-time active battle. I wanted to just kind of be able to put the controller down for a bit, think about my strategy, and then go through with it. But now I'm willing to give it a bit more of a chance. I'm enjoying the game so far. Um, it has the same type of cringy dialogue that Final Fantasy X did. But like I said, I caught Final Fantasy X as a younger person. So I don't mind it so much. And I have may- maybe watched one or two anime with English um, 
English audio on there, so I'm used to some cringy things. Uh, <laughs> it's it's fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm looking forward to playing more. I'm probably going to play more of it tonight. But Final Fantasy X-2, um, give it a go if you maybe gave it a pass back in the day on the PlayStation 2. I'm playing the HD remastered version on the PC right now. Okay. So how many Final Fantasies can there be? Um, okay, brief little history here in case... And I don't know if you know the story of Final Fantasy. I don't. Okay, so the story behind Final Fantasy, at least as I remember it... Okay, I'm going off memory here. Is that initially Squaresoft was not doing too well um, in, the, in the 80s. Uh, they had come out with a few games that weren't real big hits. And somebody there, I think it was like the main director of Final Fantasy or something along that, said this is going to be our last game. Like, we've been trying to give this thing a go and it's not working out, so we're going to create one more and we're just going to call it Final Fantasy because it's going to be our final game and we want to do a fantasy game akin to the Dragon Quest Dragon Warrior series. Um, And it just kind of happened that it took off on the NES and everybody, like, it was so successful and they weren't prepared for it. So that's why it's called Final Fantasy and from there it just kept going. Mm. So the idea of it, like, uh, why is it called Final Fantasy if there's 15 of them plus spinoffs? And it's just simply because when they created the original, it was going to be their last game. And that's the last game that they have been making ever since? Um, That's actually not true. <laughs> oh. Okay. Not at all. <laughs> I mean, they did the Tomb Raider games that you like. I No. Yeah. Can't be true. Square Enix, because they merged with Enix, which, if you didn't know, Enix was their biggest competitor back then. Oh, really? Enix, Enix was the ones doing the Dragon Warrior, Dragon Quest games. Hmm. And it was such a huge thing when they merged. It was like when you saw Sonic on Nintendo all of a sudden. You're like, what the hell is going on here? What kind of <laughs> world are we living in? All right. Random video game trivia um, and history. And before we jump into our last thing... Uh, or our main topic, I do just want to talk about World of Warcraft for a little bit. Because okay. I've suddenly I've suddenly caught a bug. What? I've suddenly caught the World of Warcraft alt bug. Um, I'm just leveling okay? leveling my paladin, having a good time going through, and I'm actually looking forward to, once I get this guy to 60, just kind of going through with more classes and trying to get different classes going up. And I might start going on some, uh, some transmog hunts to just try to make some cool looking characters. Oh my god, they have you, Mike. <laughs> they have you. Now they got you. I don't want to hear they, it from you, okay? They you got put, you good. You well, put I... all of your time when it's current, I put it in the lull period, okay? We need something to do during this time. This is what I'm doing during that time. I mean, what can I tell you? I can tell you that I cancelled my World of Warcraft subscription today. Oh, you cancelled it? I did. Oh, I didn't know that you were going to cancel it. Well, I'm <clears> bored. <throat> Nothing nothing to do except the same old, same old, let's go do some mm-hmm. transmog runs and level alts. <laughs> <laughs> um so what are what what was your subscription model? Were you on the monthly or the six month? Six month. Oh, okay. So, so I, I still have access until June. <laughs> look at this guy. I had to ask the question because he could still jump in at any point. I can. And just uh the PTR Mama. for the new patch is coming out soon. 
I really don't. I'm, I mean, I, I can just prolong it again if I want to, but I'm just mm-hmm. not feeling it at the moment. I'm really not feeling it, and I feel like there's so many other things that is way more fun to play. Um, yeah, understandable, that, understandable. That, that I'd, I'd rather jump into and spend my evenings on. For instance, preparing D&D stuff for the D&D group that we're doing. Uh, I've been spending quite some time the last this week just doing that. Yeah. And it's way more entertaining than, than, than <laughs> leveling another alt in World of Warcraft. If you say so, I don't. That's why I don't DM because I don't. Uh, oh I find it way too stressful, world building and like doing all those programs and things like that. Like you're going above and beyond anything that I would be doing. Um, if it was me, I'd be looking for pre-made stuff that was already done, like everything for me. That's I mean, all to, I would do. To be fair, the dungeons <clears throat> we're doing are all pre-made. Uh, coming from the books so, so i mean i don't have to worry too much about the encounters and that's something that i want to try at some point to dig, dig a little bit more into i actually found a cool website where you can make encounters uh where you, where you plot in all right i have four four players in my group they are level three three four and, and five and then uh now randomly generate me some encounters uh which will be for instance challenging or, or stuff like that and then uh, because because you cannot you know can't just put you know the, the, the strongest of monsters in there then you, your party will die uh, so I think that's definitely you know one of the things where I'm not that don't have that much experience because it's basically all in the book uh, in the dungeons that we're doing um, but I've been enjoying so much of all the other stuff I, I mean you should have I spent like three hours one evening just making a map of the city that that you guys are going to 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 go to and uh i, I spend another three hours on D beyond trying to figure out how to you know create a, a, a an item that has a spell attached to it so you can <laughs> you guys can use it or whoever gets this item can use it in in the D beyond character sheet and you know just stuff like that it's it's I, I'm enjoying it. I'm having so much fun with it. Um, so, so yeah, really, 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 really enjoying it. And that's why we need people like you, because you are good at doing all that stuff. Like, um, I know you said you spent like three hours, but that's probably because it was like your first time figuring it all out and just kind of going through the motions. I'm sure that like you'll figure out a way to knock that down and do it oh, quicker in the future. Most definitely. And I mean, the maps, I don't really have to do the maps if, if you know, if, 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 if one time I'm in, 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 you know, short notice or short time, I don't have to make a map. I just need, mm-hmm. I just need to know what's in the city and then that's it. Uh, but I just, I'm just enjoying, I, I really enjoyed spending those three hours just being creative and figuring out, oh, I could put a small tree over here. Yee, it's so fun. Um, <laughs> you know, things like that. Um, I'm just really, really enjoying that aspect of it, but I'm also really enjoying just figuring out because uh, Tom, who, who I don't know if he's still watching or in the chat, um, he he's like playing a new character every. Well, I think originally we wanted to, to try and do it every episode, but uh, you just don't get get that that much further into a dungeon, for instance, in in one in one mm-hmm. session. So yeah. um, we have changed it up a little bit. But just coming up with new characters for him, like every third or fourth uh, session or something like that, it's just so much fun. And I really, really, I, I made the, the new character that you, you guys, you're going to meet him tomorrow on Sunday. Um, 
I really like that character. I like his backstory, and he was so easy for me to write for some reason. Uh, I basically just sat down and just wrote his whole backstory and and all the stuff about him in like half an hour. Uh, this character was so easy. Some of the other ones haven't been as easy, but this one just, I don't know where it, where it came from, but he's there. I don't really <laughs> like the character. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I want to use this character for something else. Maybe I want to play him myself, or maybe, <laughs> maybe he, maybe at some point I will finally, you know, manage to, to find that time where I could write a small book or something. I really, I, I would love to explore this character more. He's amazing. Yeah, that's cool. I'm looking forward because. Tom is probably the most well-rounded of all of us in terms of being able to embody different characters with his uh, his voice acting abilities there. And I am very much looking forward to seeing this new character versus the one that we're currently hanging out with. <laughs> <laughs> his gnome. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, last week was a ton of fun uh, playing and I did get to feel like I got a bit into paladin mode too, um, mm. in terms of like when we encountered the main, the main baddie of the situation. Um, I know you were a bit disappointed because we didn't stay around and chat very much, and there was a ton of dialogue that we could have engaged with apparently. But mm. that's that's the nature of the beast. It is. It is. Yeah. But don't you worry. I have other means of getting at least some of that information to you. But who needs all that other stuff? It's all just exposition anyway. <laughs> just power level, the max level. That's what we do here. <laughs> well, then then I think you found the wrong DM. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, one thing that you could... Do, I don't know if you thought about this, but when I was younger and my dad played uh, D&D with me and my brothers, mm-hmm. he always, even though he was a DM, he put a character in there that he could play himself. Um, yeah. But he would make it so, like, the character would be more of, um, more of, like, a a brute that wouldn't really contribute too much to the group. Because he was the DM, he didn't want to accidentally, like, uh, lead the group in in certain ways and things like that. Yeah. Um, So it was usually, like, a warrior or just, like, a brutish barbarian that didn't speak much. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, I sort of did have a character like that in, in the beginning of the dungeon. Um where you know i just i i couldn't also focus on playing a character mm-hmm. um i keep kept forgetting he was there when there was combat and things like that so i'm i'm fine at, at least for now i'm fine with just you know make you guys play make a character mm-hmm. make up a new character and give it to tom so he can uh, embody it um it's it, it's fine for now but i mean at some point i might make a character that i i will play myself that will go in there but yeah. Right now, I, I'm still just trying to keep everything together when we're doing a, uh, a session. So. Well, to be fair, in terms of forgetting combat, I mean, you forgot like twice last time that I was even in the combat rotation. <laughs> <laughs> Other people are getting ready to go. Wait a minute. But I, um, I've, I've learned something new with, with Roll20, the, the, the uh, website that, that we use to play with. Um, I, I've learned now how to make... Uh, the list um, so we actually have a, an in-game list of, of what's the order of, of people attacking so mm-hmm. it should be a little bit I, so hopefully don't forget people uh, <laughs> going forward um, I just hope that um, it should be quicker too right 
I think it should be quicker to because I need to to sit and write down the list and figure out who who rolled what. Um, where I think in this way the rolls will automatically um, show up. So I think at least I haven't tried it with live players, obviously. Um, so so hopefully it should be a little bit easier just doing the initiative rolls and and get into combat. Uh, even though I do suspect that tomorrow there will not be a lot of combat going on. Um, because I think I think tomorrow will be heavy RP, uh, doing aftermath, and uh, setting up the next next dungeon. Yeah, I'm looking uh, looking forward to that because I've spoken before. Like I really like the RP elements mm-hmm. of like Dungeons and Dragons. Like I've mentioned it several times before that for me Dungeons and Dragons is split into different portions. There's like combat portions and RP portions. Um, yeah, I mean. Obviously, like, RP should kind of be consistent throughout, right? Like, there should be, um, even while you're doing combat, like, I like to embody my character when I'm doing combat as well. Like, I like to say what I'm doing, how I'm doing it. Sometimes I might make, like, a noise to go along with it. And even if my character blunders, I like to envision the way that my character would blunder and then, like, put that in there, even if it puts me at a disadvantage. Um, I think, like, this past one, I missed an attack, and you were like, "I don't, I don't know how to go about this because it's just the same things." Like, if you miss, mm-hmm. what you just hit the wall again, blah blah blah. And I'm like, "No, why not? Why don't we just make it where like the momentum carried my character over, and he actually tumbled onto the ground?" And you were like, "That'll put you at disadvantage, or you'll have to wait a turn to like actually do anything." And I'm like, "Let's go with it. Like, let's just mm-hmm. let's do it. I'm I'm willing yeah. to take that risk." Um, <laughs> To, like, for the sake of the RP, just because I, when I'm playing, it's in my head, like, the whole scene, and I see my character, and if I'm doing something that might throw my character off balance, and I miss, then it's more likely to actually throw my character off balance. I am okay with something negative happening there, and kind of dealing with those small repercussions. When I ran, I just did a... um, not last year, but the year before when I was at summer camp, I did a verbal adventure with the kids at the camp um, that were in my class because we had finished a few things early. And we did like a, uh, like a Cthulhu uh, mystery room type deal. They were like trapped in a tower and there were certain things in the room that they could do to reveal a hatch that led down to like an escape route. But then certain things would happen and they'd find themselves back in the room and it was almost like they had to refigure out like okay what did we how come that happen and certain things and they were kids so they always had a group that wanted to do something dumb and i let them do something dumb and i'm like okay so you went ahead and you jumped down instead of using the ladder and your character actually broke their leg Mm. (laughs) and they were like it's so funny to see how they get like one they get frustrated with the person that mentioned it even though they went along with it and then it was like just seeing them overcome that in certain ways too is like mm. i think like kids playing D with someone to kind of like keep it within the realm of yes they're allowed to use their imagination but also keeping them in line is probably one of the most fun things that i've actually done and that was all kind of in my head on the moment like just okay, I don't know what these guys are going to do. So in this room, I'm just going to create a bunch of different ways that they could get out. And then we'll go from there. And some of it, I was just kind of creating as we went along because I wasn't prepared for how far they made it. 
Mm. And I just kind of went off the top of my head, like, okay, well, this is what you see, blah, blah, blah. And it, it was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. Awesome. Yeah, I, I do think that that episode last week where my my mind just went blank at that moment. I was like, uh, I don't have a, a good idea to what's going on to happen now, but it would also just be, you know, boring to just be like, oh, the same thing happened that happened last time. Um, so, so yeah, so... Luckily, we 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 found like a, a way there together, which I, th- I do feel like D and D is as well. It's not not just me being, you know, a dictator and 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 mm-hmm. and doing everything. Um, it is it is a shared experience. So so yeah, I think I, like it, it depends on the player, right? Like because there are certain players where if you were just like, hey, hey, can you go ahead and describe how your character fails? They would mm-hmm. not want anything really negative to happen. Mm. It would be more of just like, oh, they just miss, and they say, oh no, <laughs> that's about <Yeah>. it. <laughs> but then you you do have certain players that will actually like embrace, um, embrace the miss mm. or the fail, and even if it's a detriment, like I am fully on board. So if ever like I fail something and you can't think of something, you could uh, you could just simply throw it my way and be like, hey, you completely miss. Go ahead and describe what happens when you miss, and mm. um, I think that at some at some level, I have like some dungeon mastering ability in me somewhere, where <laughs> I just like I just never kind of I think I'd be more comfortable doing it in person, uh, pencil, paper, map that's physically. I think that I could yeah. do it there. Um, yeah. I'm just not that good with all of the computer stuff. Like I don't even really like using the D and D Beyond sheet. Mm. Um, I use it because it helps like one it helps you because you can take a look at it too especially now Um, you can take a look at it you can adjust it but and it it is quicker sometimes Mm. it is quicker than me going back to the book and looking there Um, but I do like the book portion of it and I I I, like doing that old school style yeah I mean I I do too I mean it, it it sort of depends what it is, I think. Uh, because I do like to just grab the book and just look it up because it just feels more D&D. Yeah. But sometimes you're, when you're in the middle of something, you just need an and something really, really quick without holding up combat or people waiting for you. It's also just, in that situation, sometimes it's also just nice to just be able to, while you guys are doing something, I can quickly look up, you know, a stat or something that I needed to, to look up real quick. Um, so I... I I mean, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what works best and, and things like that. Um, I even with like you know when I make the maps um, in in World Twenty, then I, I already add all the monsters that I know will be there, but obviously you guys can't see them. Yeah. So, but what I'm found out early on is that if I have to look up every ma- monster every time, that it, it just takes a while because I, I don't know all these stats, you know on the back of my my head so i started actually because i can make gm nodes for for each monster oh um, nice so, so i started doing that where i'm like just putting the stats that i thought i needed and then all of a sudden i need to do saving throws i'm like oh i didn't put that in there <laughs> um but then i found out that roll 20 has a lot of the monsters on the in their compendium so um so i find out i can just link to them so if there's something i need to look up really quickly i can just open that and, and open the link and then then i can see it uh, so I don't hold up, you know, something like the combat, where basically, because combat already takes a long time to mm-hmm. begin with. Um, so I think it's totally fine to just find that balance. Whereas 
tomorrow when we start doing into a little bit more of an RP thing, I think it's totally way more vi viable to, for me to be like, oh, just give me a second. I'll look something up in the book because, you know, it's. I think it just works nice that way. So. Yeah, one thing that's cool that I don't know, I think they have some of these. Yeah, um, I don't know if you've ever looked at them, but there are, um, there are like cards that you can buy. Uh, like obviously this is for those who probably are doing more stuff like in person. Mm. Um, but there are creature cards mm -hmm. where you can buy like a box of creature cards. And what it'll do is like for the people that you're playing with, especially if you're playing in person, mm. you can put the creature card down and be like, oh, you've encountered a group of goblins. And it'll actually show a picture of like what the goblin looks like. And on the back of the card, it will have like information about the goblin that I think that would probably be more useful for a dungeon master. Mm. Because um, I would imagine that you could like get a tray where you could like stand up the card, right? So that yeah. they can see the front of the card, you can see the back of the card, so that you can easily have access to their stats. Obviously, because there is a book for that, the um, what is it, the Monster Manual, which mm. I have. Um, I think it's really cool. But obviously, once again, that'll be you looking through the book for everything, which mm. is not always ideal. But I like those cards. They do have stuff for spells and all kinds of different things. So if that tickles your fancy. If yeah. you're one of those people that want a bit more visual, uh, go ahead and maybe look at the uh, the creature and NPC cards, or there's some spell cards, and there's a bunch of cool things that they have that I've never really messed with. But I think yeah. that I think I do have some of the cards because I do have the um, I have the starter kit, mm. the Dungeons and Dragons starter kit, um, and I have the essentials. Um, the D&D Essentials, which I think comes with some of the cards as well. Um, I got those so that one day I could maybe start an adventure with Selena um, and just try to get her into it. And I think that those would probably be the best way because the starter kit actually comes with a few pre-made characters. So maybe if she just wanted to get a feel for what Dungeons & Dragons was like, I could just give her a pre-made character and be like, hey, here's your list. Who do you choose? And then she could just embody that character. Because the idea of creating a character sometimes is quite overwhelming. And mm. especially, like, I think it's super cool to be able to create a necromancer-type character and be raising dead. But if you look at the world of D&D, &D, unless your entire group is filled or that world is filled with people like that, and you're doing, like, a almost like a villain-type archetype within the world... It can be hard to make that character work. And then I think that that would have to be really heavily RP. Like, how do you even go about doing this? Like, what puts you on that path? Um, how do you even intermingle in towns if it's not a negative town? Mm. Um, it'd be like your Skelly Boy that you created in um, Divinity that originally, where you couldn't go into town <laughs> without a face. Like, do you have to disguise yourself? Um it adds a world of possibilities, but then also it can create a bit of negativity in a group if you don't know how to properly integrate your character and then everyone is kind of sitting around and they're like, we can't do that because of you. We can't hmm. do that because of you. Hmm. And it just like, it requires a lot. So the pre-made path could be a way to go for newbies. I, I totally think so. I, I think, first of all, I just want to say that, you know, however you do it, doesn't matter as long as it works mm -hmm. for you. So, for instance, if you like the cards, use the cards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's no real or wrong way to do it. And, and I, I really, really 
enjoy that. Uh, uh, my friend Yessa, who joined last Sunday, he actually he, he usually plays, you know, in real life. He he he's been playing Dungeons and Dragons for the past twenty years. He's probably you know the one of us that played the most. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yes, he played more than all of us together. Yeah. Um, and even he was like, "Hey, this online stuff actually works quite well. Some of it, at least." Um, mm-hmm. So he has a Dungeons and Dragons group who are all situated in the Netherlands, but he's living in Denmark now. So obviously it's difficult. It's not like, oh, I'll just go meet up with you guys every Sunday. Uh, he can't really, they can't really do that. But he's even now been been inspired to, uh, you know, maybe see if we can make that online thing work and and get back together and 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 do something so i just want to say if it works for you and the people you're playing with then run with it um and what was the second thing i wanted to say what what were what were you what were your last comments what did you say <laughs> i said a lot of things yeah you did <laughs> um i mentioned oh, yeah. we were talking about we the said- necromancer character yeah, and then you and then you rolled in, so maybe start out with something pre-made. And I, I totally think that's a very good way to 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 start. So um, uh, play into what you're good at. For instance, I'm really good at figuring out how to use all these online systems and and create these maps in online systems and stuff like that. So obviously that's what I, where I've spent a lot of time. And um, you guys, I hope, enjoy that stuff where you can see the maps and, and, mm-hmm. and things like that. At least it seems like people really into it. Um, yeah. So that's what I'm good at, but I'm still not good at making an encounter. So for me, <laughs> it's 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 amazing that I can just you know pick this uh, done pre-made dungeon and just set everything up in that um, because you you do sort of get a feel for oh how did these people do it and and do I like this or do I not like this because mm-hmm. you know I played a little bit as a player as well and and, and those were all homebrew um, and they were way different in 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 dungeon layout because a lot of it was just coming from from their heads instead where this one is actually written down on paper and there's an actual map and things like that so they definitely have different uh, um, uh, you know. Uh, good things and bad upsides and downsides to it and uh, I, I think that I'm starting to figure out if I'm going to do my own thing what I would want to do instead so um, so yeah it, it's it's. I, I think it was a good call to start with at least half of it being pre-made so mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to come up with all that stuff yeah, I really, I really like the pre-made I've always wanted to um, go through the pre-made stuff because I'm like, there's such a wealth of of adventures out there that are already pre-made. And I get like homebrew is kind of like a lot of people love to do homebrew and mm. things like that. But there is like a certain cohesiveness that just fits with the pre-made stuff because it's actually been like licensed and people took their time. They reviewed it. They made sure that like um, there's plenty of avenues of conversation for everyone that you talk to. Um mm. Like, there's just so much there already, like you said, that you don't have to worry about creating. Um, and it all flows together. So there's not really a lot of uh, a lot of loopholes, per se. Mm. Like, you could um, you could say as a player, like, what are you talking about? Like, we didn't have this and that and that. And it's just like, oh, well, you just didn't ask the right questions or you mm. didn't talk to the right people. It's there. While a homebrew has a little bit more risk of, oh, crap, I forgot to add something there. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, and I, I can definitely feel that with with because the town that you are uh, 
or that you might be going to. I mean, obviously, I don't know what you you <laughs> want to do at the end of the day, but um, that town has uh, some some. I actually did something different with the first town. I only placed NPCs that are already in the book. In the second mm-hmm. town, I made my own as well. So there's not only the ones that is that are in the books. There's also some some of, of my own creations in there. So. You know, so I'm taking something that's already pre-made, but I'm putting my own spin even more mm-hmm. on it by adding adding more stuff to it, just to you know try it out and see what works and, and what doesn't. Yeah. Um, one last thing on the character creation: if you are somebody that's trying to get somebody else involved, maybe they don't want to play a straight pre-made character. Maybe they don't want to go through the process of creating their whole character. Um, I forget if this happened with um, when Matt Mercer did his one playthrough with uh, Stephen Colbert. I don't know if he did this or not, and if I'm remembering it from there. But you could give them a choice of like three, three characters. Mm. Um, be like, hey, here's a fighter, mage, and then ranger. Which one would you rather choose? And then have another list of, like, okay, what do you want your personality type to be? Do you want A, B, or C? And mm. then they could go through, like, that process so that they it is pre-made to a certain degree. Yeah. But then also they still feel like they have a little bit of creative freedom yeah. Yeah, on their character. Cool so yeah. I think, like, that would be a, a cool way to marry the two ideas of creating a character and a pre-made character. Just in case, like, you have that person that wants to be a bit more creative but doesn't want to go down the rabbit hole of creating a backstory where did your character come from what are their motives and all these other things because i know i sometimes while i do enjoy creating characters sometimes i just enjoy being the wandering warrior who wanders from town to town seeking adventure and as cliche as it is looks at the board at the town to see what troubles that they're having and just signs up right through there. Um, I, I kind of enjoy that stuff almost as much as my character comes from a dark past and blah, blah, blah. But then it always seems people create edgy stories for their characters, and I'm included on that. Which um, <laughs> It's not always just cut and, cut and dry like that. Well, all right. I feel like this podcast is turning into the D&D podcast. <laughs> uh, we did call it Two Nerds Maybe More. It's true. And the more stood for more D&D. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you don't like the D&D discussion, well, then I apologize. Because like we mentioned before, I don't. this might be an ongoing thing um, for as long as we are playing. Yeah. But other than that, I think... Do you think this forward. is a good stopping point? I'm looking forward to Sundays every Sunday. So, and I'm so sad that when it's over, that's like, oh, I have to wait a whole week. <laughs> but then you have wonderful hours of planning and creating. It's true. Yeah. All right. I think this is a good stopping point. We've actually gone for uh, a little bit over our time that yeah. we normally go for, which Oops. is a good thing that we started early. <laughs> so thank you all once again for joining us for another episode of Tuners Maybe More. Um what have you all been up to? Be sure to let us know. Um 
If you enjoy D&D, let us know what some of your favorite aspects are. What are some challenging things that you may have encountered being a DM or a player? Maybe you're a DM that doesn't like certain things that players tend to do. Maybe you're a player that doesn't like certain tendencies that a DM does. Be sure to fill us in on all of your stories. You can do so by emailing the show at twonerdsmaybemore at gmail.com. You can find us over on Twitter with twonerdsmaybemore with the number two in front there. Or you can check out the website at twonerdsmaybemore.com, which has all of our previous episodes as well as this one other than that i think this has been a successful first live stream we had some interaction through the chat and we do want to say that if we continue to do this that we will if we do refer to the chat we will read the comment that the chat says and then respond to it that way it's not just us talking to the chat so for our listeners that are strictly just listening to this as a podcast you will still be able to do so without any worry about not understanding what the heck we're talking about other than normal people don't understand that anyway so it's no yeah that's why i said other than normal you know (laughs) but if they're here then they they enjoy that type of thing (laughs) other than that we'll see you all in the next one thanks for coming by we'll catch you later bye bye This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.